If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc and I am your host Doc. I would like to wish all the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day. You do a hell of a job, good fathers. Continue to do it. I hope your family takes care of you today. They show you the love and appreciation that you deserve. And once again, happy Father's Day. This is Strange Talk with Doc. I'm not here to kick any crazy knowledge to you. I'm not here to try to make you think that you're wrong about a certain opinion. I'm just going to talk about some things that are going on in the world as I see them. I only speak for me. I don't speak for you. So relax. We're going to have a second lockdown coming, people. The coronavirus cases have hit 8.8 million worldwide, 463,000 deaths. U.S., we have 2.3 million cases and 120,000 plus deaths. So I don't know. Maybe we are facing a second lockdown, no matter what that man in Washington says, because it doesn't make sense. It seems like everywhere they open up, the cases rise. And that's a crazy thing. And uh, I feel horrible that we're still dealing with this. But until we get a vaccine or something of that nature, what can we do? So America. September 22nd. 1862, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by Abraham Lincoln, and not until June 19, 1865, were all the slaves freed in America. This is another broken promise, and I guess that's why, for some reason or another, this isn't taught in school, because it's an embarrassment, actually, to the United States of America, that they would allow people to still be enslaved for two and a half years after slavery had been abolished. And, you know, we have to also talk about the Tulsa massacres, the Black Wall Street massacres, a sign of jealousy, outrage and indignation by people who should not have had any of that. These were black people running businesses during a Jim Crow time where I'm sure that some of them were patrons of these businesses. And for some reason, shit went haywire and over 300 and some odd people lost their lives. Millions upon millions of dollars in businesses were destroyed. This was the blueprint of success that could have been passed from city to city by these black businessmen and women to show other black people how to be entrepreneurs. And this was a dream killed, another blight on America. And this is the weekend that Donald Trump decides to have his Tulsa rally his failed Tulsa rally, 
which he wants to blame on Corona. He wants to blame on protesters. We know it's all bullshit. I'm going to move on from this now. The Atlanta Police Department is looking for Natalie White. Natalie White is reported to be Rashad Brooks' girlfriend. You know who Rashad Brooks is. He's the man that was murdered by the police at the Wendy's for sleeping, maybe intoxicated in his car. And the autopsy reports on Mr. Brooks came back and showed that he died from two gunshot wounds to his back and the manner of death was declared a homicide. Officer Garrett, ex-officer Garrett Rolfe, was booked Thursday afternoon. He was released on bail. Devin Broslin, who was with him but did not fire shots, was also booked Thursday, and he has been released on bail. There's some horrible things going on in this country, and there's some things that really need to be fixed and be looked at by lazy-ass Senate, lazy House, which they are ignoring what's going on in Washington. They are ignoring what's going on in the streets. They are ignoring everything per se. I don't even know what they are doing for their paychecks, to tell you the truth. Democrat and Republic alike. I don't give one side a break on this. Right is right and wrong is wrong, no matter who's doing either. So we had a pastor in Woodstock, Virginia. His name was Leon McCray. He pulls out his legal concealed weapon because he is being beaten by a white family. But when the officers arrive, they don't arrest the white family. They arrest Mr. McCray. This is insanity. What the fuck do we have to do as black people in America? You can go by all the laws. You can follow all the bylaws. You can do everything that's right. Dot every I, cross every T, and you're still the one blamed because of the color of your skin. They did not even think about what they were doing. They just automatically cuffed and took him. Thank God they dropped the charges because they realized that they were wrong, but after the fact. It's always after the fact. Now, we had this black man. I believe he was in England. And he carried a far-right protester to safety from a crowd. Now, I understand that his humanity kicked in. But we as black people sometimes show humanity to those who are inhumane to us. And I do not support what he did. I understand what he did. There's a difference between supporting and understanding. I understand, like I said, his humanity kicked in. But if you are trying to harm me, I am not going to be the one to save you. It is not going to happen. That is not the way Doc is built. I am not built that way. I don't think that way. And hopefully when my day comes and I have to explain myself to my maker, he will understand that those who choose to do me harm for no reason, I do not have to allow it to happen. He didn't have to hurt the man, but he also did not have to help the man. But that's on him. And if he feels good about it, great for him. I didn't even bother getting his name because I didn't think that his name was worthy to come out of my lips. Because I do not agree with what he did. Ben Carson. Uncle Ben Coon Carson. He defends the Atlanta Police Department who killed Rashad Brooks on Fox News. Not surprising. This is what he does. They are actually enemies of the state within the state against black people. You know who they are. The Candace Owens. The Diamond and Silks. The Ben Carsons of the world. You know, the... 
those who can get in front of a camera, the Clarence Thomases, who have a darker skin tone, and then always point the finger at black people. Nobody else is ever wrong but black people. And something about that is sick, and something about that is wrong, and I can't wait for the day that these voices are silenced on a whole. So Trump has this uh, economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, and he says he wants to stop the $600 extra distribution of unemployment checks during COVID-19. You know, some people are surviving because of the extra funds that are added on to their unemployment checks. He said that it's it's an incentive to never go back to work. You know, some people have built up careers. They enjoy what they do for a living. This is something that gives them pleasure. This is something that gives them meaning. I don't think that staying home for extra $600 a week is what they're about. That's just calling people lazy, and I don't think he has the right to do it. So the Supreme Court this week had to vote on Trump's foolishness about equality, sexuality, where he decided that he wanted to take rights away from transgender people that protected them. And thankfully, the Supreme Court ruled that it was protected under the Civil Rights Title VII. And they voted six to three in favor of telling Trump to go fuck himself, which I'm very happy of. But naturally, like I said before, Clarence Thomas, if Trump puts something on the table and it's anti-people or it's pro-Trump, he votes for it. I mean, almost every time, it's almost like a 99.9% chance that Clarence is in his back pocket. This is a black man of a certain age who should know that civil rights are important for all human beings, not one group of human beings, but for all human beings. And I do not understand him. Now, poor Kenyatta settles. He's a 21, 28 year old mentally ill man from Cleveland, Ohio. He spends five months in prison because two cops accused him of assaulting them. Then when their body cam footage came out, it goes to show that the officers not only beat him, they tased him, and then they taunted this man. But he had to spend five months in a prison. Cleveland, Ohio jails are not easy. Anything can happen to you over even a two-day stay in a jail. And the thing about it is people have to realize this when they falsely accuse people. You know, you might be assaulted in that jail. You might be sexually assaulted in that jail. You could be stabbed. You could be murdered over the slightest thing. Prison has a whole different set of rules than walking down the street. And when you put an innocent person who does not deserve to be there, especially somebody who's suffering from mental illness, it's just messed up, man. And I just wish the best for Mr. Settles. I hope that he gets some kind of lawsuit that can help him get the help that he might need so that he can live a life, a decent, peaceful life. Hmm, mm -mm. It's crazy, man. So these racist brands out here, they decided that after 100 years or so, they want to get rid of Uncle Ben's. They want to get rid of Aunt Jemima. They want to get rid rid of uh, Eskimo bar guy. And you know what? If we can get rid of these type things, 
that perpetuate a stereotype people into corners. Because let's not forget, we know Aunt Jemima now, she has her nice little perm. But before that, she had a bandana on. And that's the way I grew up watching her. And it was not a pleasant sight. It's not anything that black people are proud of. Uncle Ben or Aunt Jemima. Uncle Ben, I guess, is a butler. Aunt Jemima is mammy. And so if these type of things can go all for it, you know what? If this is a part of the change, we need to get rid of the statues. We need to get rid of monuments to racism. Monuments to anything that dealt with buffoonery, coonery, anything that dealt with uh, minstrel. Let's put them in our past. We can't go forward till we stomp out the fire of our past. And we have to do that. So I'm going to spend a couple of minutes talking about Trump's rally. Okay. So he had all these weeks of buildup, all these weeks of anticipation, and come to find out the crowd was underwhelmed. Naturally, like I said before, he blamed protesters. He blamed anarchists. He blamed COVID. The real deal is people are not backing him. There's going to be a picture with this that I'm going to put on YouTube. And it shows Trump coming off the plane. He has his tie around his neck, untied, his MAGA hat in his hand. His face is looking for a lawn, and this is the way he is right now. He is defeated. This was the perfect picture. If you was to put it in a dictionary or next to the word loser or defeated, it would be the picture of him coming out of Air Force One. And it was a beautiful thing to wake up this morning and see because I did not watch this protest. I mean, this rally. So his son, Eric called the Black Lives Matter protesters animal. He said they're taking over our cities and burning our churches. You talking about fake news? When that black people went around universally through America burning down churches, this just did not happen. And I thank you, white America, for not showing up to this rally in force. I appreciate you, and I thank you for doing it. Now, then at this rally also, he wastes 10 minutes of people's valuable time by talking about him walking down the steps at the West Point commencement. Uh, you know, he, he puts on a little act of showing himself bent over walking. I mean, the man has no shame whatsoever. Why would you be taking your first rally on your presidential election campaign tour and waste time on things like that? Then he says, this ridiculousness. We slowed down the pace of corona testing to the Kung flu because the more testing will result in the more cases being documented. Naturally, that is what it is. You test to find out. You do not take your kid to school and you don't have them do any homework or take any tests to prove that they're smart or dumb. You want to make that determination on your own. No, the tests will show what they need work on and what they don't need so much work on. But this is Trump. This is the guy that America chose to vote in as president. November 3rd, 2020, people hit the polls. If you listen to my voice, November 3rd, 2020, you basically do not have anything more important to do that day than to have your ass at a poll or go an early vote. But do not say that your vote don't count. Please vote. I can't tell you how to vote. And I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but vote. Let your voice be counted one way or another. 
So Oakland flipped out this week. You had uh, people with uh, nooses and trees. They had a fake hanging in effigy. Uh, I wish they'd get a grip on that shit real quick because that is an ugly sight. And as far as i always known, I haven't really been to Oakland. I've been to California many times, but not to Oakland. That Oakland was supposed to be a West Coast version of a Brooklyn. And I'm not talking about Brooklyn today, 2020, but I'm talking about Brooklyn 90s, 80s, and, and earlier. And if that's the case, this shit shouldn't fly. It really shouldn't fly. So a white man gets beat down in Macy's. Uh, allegedly by the brother of this rapper, F.T. Kwan, because he called him the N-word on the phone. At least that's what the brother and the rapper is stating. And here's the deal. When a white man calls you the N-word, directly or indirectly, and you are with grabbing distance of said white man, it is almost as though he physically attacked you and you now must defend yourself. That's the way I see it. You're not allowed to call me nigger and not and just walk off about your business. Something's going to happen. I'm going to get my ass kicked or you're going to get your ass kicked. And that's just the way it is, because I couldn't look in the mirror later on that day and say, I'm the coward that let that white man denigrate me like that, because it's the same as spitting on me. It's the same as slapping me. And I'm going to retaliate for either. So we got the Kentucky. Assistant. G, the AG of Kentucky, his name is Daniel Cameron. Thursday, he said he's still deciding whether or not to bring charges in the Breonna Taylor case. Now, we've been waiting a long time. Breonna Taylor, 26-year-old, she was shot and killed in March of 2020. We are almost coming up on july of 2020 how much more time does this man actually need i mean i understand that he's a black man and he wants to make sure it looks like he's doing all his due diligence but right is wrong and wrong and you know what right is right and wrong is wrong in this situation and he needs to either pull up shut up or step the fuck off and let somebody run this case who can run this case you know what We've had a lot of Becky's, Karen's, and the such this week. And it's, y'all have got to get these people under control. This shit does not make sense. People are losing good jobs. They are embarrassing their families. They are making a mockery of peace. People are calling for peace, and these people are calling for anarchy. They're calling for chaos. This fucking, in San Francisco, this Steve Corbati. He's a 55-year-old man who was working at United Airlines, which job he now lost. He sees a family with three kids. One of the kids is seven, one's five, and one's two years old. And he threatens to shoot the family. I mean, this is insanity. Insanity. So he was definitely arrested. United Airlines said, we're not going for this type of shit. He loses his job. Now he's got to go home and explain to his wife, and maybe he has small children, what they're going to do now. Because how do you get a job when your last reference says that you were fired because you did some racially insensitive shit that went viral? Do these people think, why would you want to do something racially insensitive or sexist or homophobic that's going to go viral? Do they, is there any thought? put into these situations or it's just showing sheer emotion. Oh, wow. 
there's some Hispanics, there's some blacks, there's an Asian. Let me fuck with them. Not thinking about the consequences. There are consequences. So we have Brianna Nelson Hicks. She's a 15-year-old. She's with her friend. And it's Lee Jeffers. He's a 60-year-old man in a gated community in Wellington, Florida. And this dude has the nerve to work as the U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services. He tells them that they don't belong there. How dare you tell somebody where they belong in a free society? And then he threatened to have them arrested. Come to find out the little girl, Brianna, her grandfather lives in that facility, lives in that compound, has been living there for years. Now, this dude is put on leave from his job, and I'm sure the powers that be are being bombarded, asking for his firing. Another fool. Then we had Kroger Karen in Detroit, Michigan. She's preventing a black woman and her children from leaving a parking lot by standing behind her car with her baby in a carriage. Does that make any sense? She's putting her baby in harm's way just so that she could fuck with a black woman and her children over some shit that they did in Kroger's. And she's not the manager or anything to do with Kroger's. She's just Joe Citizen. If she had a problem, she could have went to the management inside and they would have stepped in and handled the situation. And now I'm sure if Miss White Karen Kroger has any kind of employment or something like that, they're looking at her. Another person potentially lose their job over nothing. Then we had a L.A. Susan. She's on tape smashing out the car windows of her neighbors, telling them with a hammer, telling them to go back to Mexico. I mean, it's just insane. It's just one after the next, after the next, after the next. Then you know Lisa Alexander, she's in San Francisco, she was working for Raymond James. She's been fired. No, I'm sorry. Her husband was fired. Her husband was fired. Her name is Lisa Anderson. She's some executive uh, executive office at LaFace Skincare. They confront this man, James Walio, who's Filipino. He's writing on his own property, Black Lives Matter. But they're telling them that you're defacing property and we know everybody in the neighborhood. And how dare you mess with someone home? He doesn't, you know, he's smart enough to say, you know what? Just go call the police. Go call the police. Because when they come, they're going to find out I'm the owner of this home and I'm not defacing property because it's my property. And I have the right to stench you in chalk, BLA, hashtag BLM. I mean, does it make any sense what's going on with these people? I really, really do not understand. I watched a good documentary last Sunday. It's in the 3030 series where we had uh, first we had uh, Lance Armstrong. Then we had Bruce Lee. And this last Sunday that passed, we had the long gone summer. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, the 1998 home run battle. It was very good. It was entertaining. It's kind of weird. You find out some interesting things. Sammy and Mark are not really what you call friends. They don't really even pile around. They didn't know each other that well before that season. And they don't know each other that well today. 
at no point in time did they ever appear in modern day at the same place in the same time within this documentary. So that says a lot. And yesterday I watched this documentary called Mystified, Michael Hutchins from NXS. That was a very good documentary. It let you into some of the things that were going on in his life, especially later on in his life, how he climbed to success and how the fall was mightily and it actually cost him his life. So the UFC had a card last night and they had some pretty big names on this card. You had uh, Curtis Blades, Alexander Vocal, Roxanne Modafferi, Lauren Murphy, Raquel Pennington, Tisha Torres, Courtney Casey, Clay Gleeder, and Bobby Green. And I will enjoy that later on today because I always save that for Sunday, especially since we don't have a lot of television programs. So I always save that on my DVR. But if you haven't seen it, it's on ESPN. And I'm sure that you can go to ESPN.com and they have it on demand so you can enjoy the UFC card. From what I heard, it was pretty damn good. So I'm going to do that today. I'm going to watch myself some golf. I'm a black man, but I'm a huge golf fan. They have a tournament going on. So I'm going to see the final day, which is Sunday. I'm a cowboy fan, a lifelong cowboy fan. I've been a cowboy fan now, I would say, oh, man, about 40 years, 45 years. And Jerry Jones, the owner of Dallas Cowboys, he's catching a lot of flack for not speaking up. And I understand it fully. I understand it wholeheartedly because Jerry speaks up on any and everything. And he chooses to be silent during this whole period in time. Uh, I'm wondering what that makes me feel about Jerry. And right now that makes me feel like it's kind of hard to be a devoted Cowboy fan when the owner of the Cowboys won't even acknowledge what is going on in society. It really it puzzles me. I know that a lot of other ones, other owners have not spoken up, but Jerry's the most vocal. Jerry's the most vocal in the NFL, just like Mark Cuban's the most vocal in the NBA. And Mark Cuban, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you said, but I have a big problem with one of the lines in the statement that he said that if the NBA returns and the players would take a knee and if they were being respectful, he would be proud of them. And hopefully he would join them. I know some people have the issue with the hopefully I'll join them comment. My issue is if they were being respectful. What would they be doing while they are taking this knee? Would they be pretending to shoot dice while they're down or taking a knee? Would they be, uh, you know, snapping their fingers what would they be doing, actually, to be disrespectful by taking a knee? Usually when you take the knee, it's a thing of silence. You bow your head. You take your knee. You think about whatever it is that you're thinking about. But I'm hoping that he also changes, hopefully, to I will join them. I know that Mark Cuban has a lot of foreign-born players, and this doesn't really affect them. You know, like Luka Donage, he's not suffering from any racial injustice and things of that nature. But Mark Cuban seems to be, like I said, if he leads, sometimes maybe some of the other owners in the NBA will follow. So I'm hoping, this is my hope, other than you have a great rest of the Father's Day, I'm hoping that people will have a better week this week than we had last week. 
I'm hoping that the coronavirus cases will balance off everywhere, not just in America, everywhere. I hope that deaths go down, illnesses go down. I hope that Trump is not as dumb and stupid as he usually is every week, that something out of his mouth is useful, peaceful, and something as a glue as opposed to something that separates and divides. And I also hope that the Karens, the Beckys and Larrys of the world take a chill pill. Give themselves a break. Give us a break. Give your family a break. This has been Strange Talk with Doc, and I'm your host, Doc, and I appreciate the time that you took to listen to my voice today. I wish you a good and pleasant day and a pleasant week. And uh, check me out online. Just put Strange Talk with Doc. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to one of my sites, subscribe, share, like, comment. You can send me an email. If I was wrong about something and you want to debate, please do so. If you want to call into the show, you're free to do so at any time. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace, peace to you and peace to yours.